0: What is up, football fans, and welcome on in to a November 26th installment of the Football Friday Show. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. Hope everybody is doing well out there after the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, the holiday was a good one for me. The betting, uh, not so much. So uh, we're going to look to get right here as we've got uh, plenty of games to look ahead to here on the Week 12 slate. But uh, yeah, for real, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. I stuffed my face with turkey stuffing mashed potatoes the whole nine to green beans it was absolutely fantastic and uh, unfortunately if this is your first time listening to the show I am a uh, long-suffering Dallas Cowboys fan and I've been pretty tempered with my expectations with this team all season for the most part because the last really four weeks I mean dating back to the Broncos loss you've kind of started to see I don't want to say the true colors but I think this team is really talented, but at the end of the day, uh, a lot of work to do. But uh, two other good games yesterday. I did like the Lions, so that was my one hit of the day. Uh, But I ended up playing the Saints last night as well, which was honestly stupid in hindsight. Had a few too many uh, vodka gingers last night. So uh, good stuff. But um, it's weird because, you know, the holiday always throws me off. Like it's a Friday right now, and it feels like it's like a Sunday, you know? And it's just – it's all throwing me off. But, you know, we've still got – what? 48-plus hours, depending on when you're listening to this show, to uh, get your bets in. I'm expecting that there's going to be quite a bit of line movement across the board here uh, before we get to the Sunday NFL slate. So uh, we'll hone in on a few of the games. And there's really, there's some bad games and there's some pretty damn good games, pretty attractive games on the schedule this week. So uh, we'll go, I'm not going to go game by game. I'll give some thoughts on uh, a majority of them, though. You know, there's a lot of good games on the slate, Titans, Patriots, uh, you've got Packers-Rams, that's going to be fantastic. Bucks-Colts, that's a banger. And of course, we'll talk about uh, the Denver Broncos matchup uh, against the division rival Los Angeles Chargers. But uh, before we dive on before we dive on into it, folks, uh, as always, this show is presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. If you're looking for a new sports book to add to the mix, look no further to, than our friends over at Superbook Sports. Guys, you know, there's a lot of different sports books out there these days, and a lot of different books like to get you in with a, a variety of different promote. Potions, right. Risk free bet up to thousand dollars. Um, you know whatever it might be, but our our friends, you know some of them are a little hollow, right? And our friends at SuperBook, you know what what really sets a sports book aside, in my opinion, when it when it comes to looking for a new sports book to register with, is how are they going to get me in the door? What what bonus are they going to offer me? Because the risk free bets, like I said, they can be a little hollow sometimes. But our friends at SuperBook get it. They understand that this is for the real sports better, the person who's trying to bet games consistently and wants to develop uh, an established bankroll over time. So that's why our friends over at SuperBook are going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $500, guys. So when you give them $250, bucks, they are going to give you an extra $250 to play with. Uh, $100, they will give you 100 If you want to bet big and you want to give them $500, bucks, they will give you an extra 500 bucks to uh, bet with. So it's really a great way to build up your bankroll um, or, or establish a bankroll if you want to start up with a new book, right? I mean, you can essentially double up your money. And, you know, we're, we're in the meat of the NFL season. I mean, here we are, week 12. We still got a handful of weeks to go. Basketball rocking and rolling. Hockey rocking and rolling. You know, this is a great Great time to have a you know a nice little bankroll to bet with because it's not just you know Sunday football Monday football Thursday football I know this is a football show but uh, you know there's always basketball there's always hockey to bet on I mean uh, the the volume of games to bet on right now is just fantastic so you're gonna want to try to uh, you know pad your bankroll a little bit and no better way to do that than with our friends over at Super Book Sports guys they're gonna match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks so get in on that great lines great people uh, they're based out of Las Vegas they're one of the best best classic sports books around in Las Vegas. They are like the gold standard of sports books, right? I know there's what, two dozen different sports books that operate in Colorado right now. Nobody releases the lines first. Nobody releases the lines more accurately than our friends over at Superbook. They are the line setters, the trend setters in sports betting. Everybody follows them. It's rare you're going to find anybody with a different line than our friends over at Superbook because they are just that damn good at what they do. So uh, get, get in on that deposit bonus, guys. This is where the pros bet. Superbook Sports dollar for dollar match. Up to 500 bucks. All right. So week 12 is upon us. And let's start with the early games on the slate. And I'm actually going to give you guys a little tease into my betting primer, which is also presented by Superbook Sports. So if you guys want to read that, you can go to sports.com. This podcast will be found in there as well. So if you found this pod um, from the primer, Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys listening. But uh, if you're finding this from social media, on Twitter, or anything like that, um, you can read my full primer on MyLifeSports.com where I have thoughts and analysis trends on every single game uh, for the Week 12 slate. But uh, for this show, we want to hone in on just, you know, the big games, the games that I've got some strong opinions on, some strong ideas about. And uh, the first game in which that criteria is met is the Tennessee Titans traveling to New England to take on the Patriots. And this is going to be a fantastic game because you've got a New England Patriots team that I'm not trying to say they're playing above their pay grade, but they have gone on a run here. They're really impressive. And we've seen this line opened up at five and a half. It's now ballooned all the way up to New England minus seven. Uh, with New England being the home team here, nothing nothing shocks me about that line movement whatsoever. Uh, you know, But here we are with a Titans team that is coming off... A pretty miserable loss to the Houston Texans last week, and I get it's a division opponent; it's going to happen sometimes. But just two weeks ago, we were talking about the—I mean, not, we weren't just talking about. It. I mean, it was a fact that this was the number one team in the room when it came to uh, the standings in the AFC, and you know, a loss to the uh, to the Texans is never a good look. And remember, the Titans have been susceptible uh, to a couple of these bad games throughout the season, right? They lost to the Jets earlier this year, and then that kind of, like, spearheaded their uh, their little run here as they went to the top of the AFC. So, you know, this is a Titans team that, you know, falters against some of these weaker opponents at times, but it is a Titans team that, that as well, has a history and a knack for playing up to the level of their opponents. So, you know, here they are against a Red Hot Patriots team that, you know, is kind of breathing down the neck of the Buffalo Bills here, looking to make some noise in the AFC playoff picture, and they've gone up against the Titans team that is, uh, you know, coming off just an absolutely pitiful loss uh to houston last week and you know here's the thing about houston or excuse me about uh tennessee though betting them as a favorite is usually not the smartest thing to do in my book i don't like playing tennessee as a favorite they just they, 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 they let you down in some of these spots they managed to win the game but if they're the three and a half point field goal they win by or if they're the three and a half point favorite they'll win by one um you know and the other thing about that is though I like to back the Titans as an underdog. And I understand they don't have Derrick Henry. I understand that Julio Jones is hurt and I understand that AJ Brown is still kind of up in the air for, you know, whether or not he's going to play. And that's going to ultimately be the deciding factor of whether where I go on this game. You know, but I Mike Vrabel is a tough-nosed head coach. They're coming off that disgusting loss last week. Part of me really believes that Tennessee is going to be able to right the ship here and at least put up a fight. And when I say, you know, you, you, you're looking at a seven-point spread here for a team in Tennessee that, you know, has done some pretty impressive things at one point or another this season. Of course, not having Derrick Henry is going to hinder them. You know, but this is a, also a Patriots team that, you know, they, they've been pretty impressive, but look at their wins this season, folks. They've beat the Jets twice, the Texans once, the Chargers, the Panthers, the browns and the falcons i mean who's the best team in that mix the browns i I mean you know three four wins in a row against chargers panthers browns falcons i mean all four of those teams maybe not as much the falcons here are kind of all on the same platform in my opinion or in the same group of you know group of teams here you know they haven't beat a playoff caliber team or a solidified playoff caliber team yet this season tennessee's going to win their division You know, assuming anything doesn't go crashing down. I mean, Tampa Bay is going to play Indianapolis this week. That's a division matchup. And we'll talk about that game here in a second as well. You know, but assuming that Tennessee can kind of stay the course here and get back on track, you know, this is their division to lose. And I'm looking at them here as a seven-point dog in New England, which I understand. But, you know, Mike Vrabel, if they have A.J. Brown, like I said, that's going to be the deciding factor here. If they've got A.J. Brown, I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be able to figure out a way to keep this game close. And I think, you know, you also look here, uh, one trend, uh, under 4-0 in the Patriots' last four home games versus a team with a winning record. You know, the Patriots' offense has kind of exploded the last couple of weeks. I know they scored only 25 points against Atlanta, you know, but 25 points in a shutout sometimes looks a little bit more inflated than it actually is. You know, I'm expecting this game to be a slow, methodical, defensive-oriented game. I think that's the recipe here for a Tennessee win. But when you also got a spread, look at this, you've got a seven-point spread with a game that has a total of 43-and-a-half. I mean, what is that telling you? The odds makers are clearly envisioning this to be a low scoring game. So if you've got a total of 43.5, I mean, you're, you're asking a lot for New England to cover a total of, you know, to cover a, a spread of seven, the total of 43.5, if that's how the odds makers are going to lay it out to us. So. You know, I I just I look at Tennessee here as a team with a chance and I look at Tennessee if they've got A.J. Brown as a team with a very realistic chance um, to keep the game close. I'm not trying to say that they're going to win, but a a touchdown is a touchdown. And, you know, for a team that was two, three weeks ago, you know, the number one seed in the AFC, obviously, that was never going to hold on. They were never going to hold on to that, but they were at one point because of their winning streak. You know this is a team that has some tenacity, and like I said, they're susceptible to the loss to the bad team. But historically, they've played pretty strong against some of these better teams. Um, another trend I've got you Titans five and zero against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. So you know, like I said, backing the Titans as a favorite is one thing. Backing them on backing them as an underdog is another. So I'm taking a look at Tennessee here this week. But I will say the status of AJ Brown is going to be absolutely critical here. And if AJ Brown is ruled out or doubtful, or if you know he's looking anything you know, really not looking good at all, you know, you might just have to pass this game because Tannehill has to throw to someone. And A.J. Brown even if he is injured, even if, even if he is inhibited, is that guy. And he can be a difference maker for this offense. And I know odds makers don't tend to put, you know, a lot of value into one one position player or another. But look at the Dallas Cowboys yesterday, for example, right? I mean, Dak Prescott needs those tools around him. And and no CeeDee Lamb, no Omari Cooper. That's two weeks in a row. I know they lost CD in the game last week. You know, that that, that is a, a evidence of a team that, you know, the number one scoring offense in the league, that kind of falls apart when you lose some of your weapons. And I think, you know, obviously Tennessee isn't that high octane compared to Dallas, but, you know, you need your weapons. And you're already without Derrick Henry. You're already without Julio Jones. And if you don't have A.J. Brown, I mean, it's just going to be, I mean, you're, you're going to become a pretty one-dimensional offense. So that's one thing I've got to keep an eye on here uh, when looking at this game. But I do like it. Again, the trends that I've pulled for this one, Titans 5-0 and against the spread their last five games as a dog in the under. in the Patriots' last four games versus a team with a winning road record. So, again, this is a seven-point spread. I just think it's a little big. I'm also trying to fade the line movement here. Again, this opened up 5.5 in favor of New England. Ballooned all the way up to 7 right now. So, if you wanted to play New England, the ship has certainly sailed on getting the best number there. But uh, I'm taking a look here. Tennessee Titans plus the 7 at the New England Patriots in the Week 12 matchup. So, uh, that's my first game that I kind of had my eye on here. Let's keep it in the division. We can also shift over now and uh, talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their road matchup at the Indianapolis Colts. This is going to be one heck of a game because the Colts have been on this surge the last couple of weeks, I believe, what, winners of three in a row, and they've done an excellent job. Jonathan Taylor is the running back of the year for sure. He is an absolute tank. Uh, My buddy had him in fantasy football. He had like 50 points on his own last week, and I think he also had Justin Jefferson on his team. So between those two last week, my buddy made out all right. But... um. This is a very interesting matchup because the Colts, like I just said in the last little talking points there with the Titans, I think Tennessee's winning this division. And what the Colts have done this year has been very, very admirable, I mean, you know, regarding their last handful of games here. But now, let's see what they can do after their best win of the season, right? I I mean, that win against San Francisco on Monday Night Football uh, was a good win as well. But I mean, they throttled, absolutely throttled the Buffalo Bills last week. So I'm very curious to see uh, you know, this is a, a a very typical letdown spot to bet on here uh, for a team like Indianapolis who played, you know, over their heads to a degree last week. So, you know, I, I think what we saw, it was a little bit of an anomaly. They're a good team, Indianapolis, but I don't think they're quite as good as they played last week. So, you know, looking at the Colts this season, their losses, they've lost to good teams like Tampa. I mean, they've lost, I mean, Seattle's not even that good. They lost to them week one. They lost to the Rams. They've lost to the Titans twice. They've lost to the Ravens. Uh, you know those are their losses on the year you know and their wins the one thing that you know the the two wins that they hang their head on right now are at Buffalo where they won 41 to 15 and at San Francisco where they won 30 to 18 you know but outside of that they beat the Dolphins they beat the Texans Uh, you know they haven't they beat the Jaguars they beat the Jets you know not the most you know impressive wins here and three wins in a row here for Indianapolis coming against the Jets Jaguars and Bills so you know I'm not trying to take anything away from them. And that win last week was absolutely sensational. But the body of work suggests that this is a team that did play play a little bit over their head last week. So and then on the flip side, you know, you've got a team in Tampa that, you know, manages to get the win last week against the uh, New York football Giants on Monday Night Football. Good primetime win for Tom Brady and company. And, and where I'm at is, you know, there's a clear lack of parity in the NFL this season. There's there's not one team that's rising above the rest. You know, Kansas City looked good here recently. Uh, Tampa Bay's looked good, you know, but Green Bay's looked fantastic at times, and, you know, they lost last week as well. Dallas looked like for a minute there, you know, they, they had a chance, and, you know, now they've come crumbling down the last four weeks. So, you know, there's a real lack of parity in the NFL, and, and with this parity, I, I like to default towards the teams that have been there and done that and the teams that have a high ceiling and a high potential. And really, there's no team maybe outside the Kansas city chiefs that has a higher ceiling and higher potential than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, they started out the season. All right, you know, wins against the Cowboys and Falcons lose to the Rams and they rip off four in a row. And then they lose back to back games uh, with a buy in between to the saints and Washington before getting that 20 point victory against the giants last week, we're into week 12 now. And here we are, Tom Brady, early time slot, you know, this is something that he's been accustomed to his entire career. I I really, and here's the thing with Tampa Bay as well, is because they're Tampa, because it's Tampa Bay, because they've got Gronk, because they've got Antonio Brown, right? They're a public team. ESPN is always talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because of that, I, I tend to believe that the line is always going to be a little bit inflated uh, when you want to support the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But look, they're the three-point road favorite here, and I do think that they they should be the favorite, and I I think it's a fair line. You know that that's kind of where I find myself here is I think you know this is a very fair line for clearly some respect coming from the odds makers for how Indianapolis is playing and how Jonathan Taylor is playing and some of the injuries to the Tampa defense, but also you know making Tampa the favorite you know continues to acknowledge you know their dominance across the league, how how respected they are across the league, their ability to go into any environment and potentially get a win. You know that's how the odds makers are viewing it. So you know I I still look at this though as okay this is a Tom Brady led team that if you're getting a field goal or if you have to lay the field goal, you that, that's not the most points in the world. It seems like it's a manageable spread here uh, for this Tom Brady-led team. But, you know... We'll we'll have to see because the trends here are not supporting the Buccaneers in this type of spot. They're 0-4 against the spread in their last four following and against the spread win. And 0-6 against the spread in their last six games as a road favorite. So this has not been the spot to back the Bucks. But again, I mean they're they're just they're they're an interesting team because you know for the first half of last year they were wishy-washy, then they turn it on the second half, and away we go. And I'm kind of inclined to believe that Tampa Bay is gonna get locked in here. They lost those two games. Maybe that was their reset period with the buy-in-between, thorough victory over the Giants last week. And I do expect Expect them to come in here. And take care of business against the Colts. But additionally, here you know the Colts are four and zero against the spread in their last four games as an underdog. So if you want to bet the trends, the Colts are your, the Colts is going to be your pick here. I'm going to go against the trends though. Um, I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay in this game. I, I just think that Brady's going to get locked in. And like I said, the Colts' losses this year is what's really sticking to me. You know, this Buffalo game was absolutely fantastic. It was on the road. I understand that. You know, but over the, the body of work this season, you know, suggests that this is the type of letdown spot for the Colts. And you mix in the fact that this is coming after the the Buffalo win last week. I mean, these are two tough games in a row. If they can come out of this game with a win, That is going to say a lot, and Tennessee is going to have to, you know, start checking themselves a little bit, especially considering they've got, you know, a tough game this week against the uh, New England Patriots. So, you know, this is a very critical game to the state of the AFC South. I'm going to default to the champs here. I just think, you know, the the Colts have been susceptible to the loss in these types of games, and you know, I I just I want to trust Tom Brady in this instance. Early time slot, some familiarity there. You know, he lost the two games. I know he won last week. You know, but that's just kind of where my head's at in this one. And and just to reiterate here, the, the the teams the Colts have lost. To this year, Seahawks, Rams, Titans twice, Ravens, and uh, you know the, the, that that's the group. You know, and, and Tampa Bay might be better than all of those teams. So I understand it's a road game, uh you know, but I I, I trust Tom Brady in the spot, especially with a, as a short favorite on the road at minus three. I know it hasn't su- suggested that again. Bucks 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following an ATS win and 0-6 ATS in their last six games as a road favorite. But uh, I'm gonna go against the trends here and play Tampa Bay ATS in the three points. On the road. Okay, that's gonna do it for our AFC South portion of the pod. Um, just some other quick thoughts because I'm not gonna dive into de- into depth with all of these games. Um, you know, just to go a little around the horn here, you've got some interesting matchups on the slate. Uh, Houston at home against the Jets minus two and a half seems like too few points for Houston. I know Zach Wilson's back, but he has proven nothing in his rookie season. Tyrod Taylor now has had a few weeks to kind of get back in the groove of things. Uh, they win against Houston or against Tennessee last week. I'm not worried about selling high on Houston here. I mean, they're a team that is, isn't going to get many victories this week. And I mean, if there's any team worse than the Texans, it's going to be the New York Jets. So you can get Houston right now under the field goal. I'll take a look at that. Um, that's one lean that I have. And uh, another one in the evening games, you've got the Minnesota Vikings getting three points against the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco. San Francisco does not have a home field advantage. Um, I don't know what the exact record is, but uh, I believe that they're not eight or nine games under 500 at home since moving to Levi Stadium. So uh, I I don't factor in any home field advantage here. And when you look at San Francisco laying three and Minnesota getting the three, that's telling you that the oddsmakers are viewing this as two relatively even teams. Uh, you know, with with the home field advantage going towards San Francisco, and I have no home field advantage in my mind for the San Francisco 49ers, so I look at this almost as a neutral playing site. So uh, I lean towards the Vikings, the plus the three here. They can also win this game outright. And I mean, look, Minnesota's been a little bit of a letdown letdown team all season. Uh, they finally get on the right side of a coin flip game last week against, Grand, against Green Bay. Let's see if they can kind of parlay that momentum and, and put together a, a second consecutive pretty solid game. And, I mean, they have the talent to do it. Justin Jefferson's a beast. Kirk Cousins has been playing well. Dalvin Cook doing his thing. You know, Minnesota's a good team. And uh, they're 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games as well. And 5-1 and ATS in their last six games as a dog. So, you know, two trends just to kind of support Minnesota there as well um, that I'm keeping my eye on. I just I, I call them the Friday Niners for a reason, and I'm not back in San Francisco this week. So Vikings are passed for me um, in that game. And, and, honestly, this is an uneducated take, but I'm just saying it because the Browns suck. Baker Mayfield sucks. Uh, just go ahead and bet Lamar Jackson and the Ravens here, minus three and a half at home. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not good. The Browns are not good. And uh, we'll have to see what happens to the other game because the next game we're going to talk about here is Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. So that's a pretty interesting game in regards to the development of that division. But just, just do yourself that favor. I, I mean, just... Screw Cleveland. I mean, seriously. They're, they're, they're a disgrace. They're, they're so annoying. Baker Mayfield's attitude is absurd. Um, I'm on the Ravens. That's an un, 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 uneducated take. Here's some trends from that one. Uh, favorite 7-3 uh, ATS in their last 10 meetings. Uh, Browns 3-8 ATS in their last 11 meetings with Baltimore. So I, I just, I'm just i not touching the Browns. I might not touch them at all the rest of the season. They're so underwhelming. So um, All right, so let's transition now. Speaking of the AFC North, there's a good division game on tap here with a line that's not making a lot of sense to me. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals, Pittsburgh getting four points on the road against Cincinnati. So uh, this is going to be one hell of a matchup. And uh, I've definitely got some thoughts stored up for this one. I guess people are still riding this Bengals hype train. And I get that they had, a, I, I picked the Raiders last week in that game. They laid an egg at home. Zach Taylor, I think, gets his fifth win on the road as head coach of the Bengals for his career. And, uh, you know, I got burned in that one. I'm not afraid to admit it, but I'm still not sold on this Bengals hype train. Do not get me wrong, man. I love the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase dynamic, but I don't love it as much as I do the Pittsburgh Steelers and their head coach, Mike Tomlin. You could call me a Mike Tomlin fanboy. I don't care. Uh, I I don't know if there's a single head coach. Seriously, I, I think I take Tomlin over every head coach in the NFL, even Belichick. I just, there there is something about Mike Tomlin, and I get that, you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl in God knows how long, but there's something about just the way he leads a team, the way that his players buy in around him. I just, I love Mike Tomlin as a head coach, and uh, I, I think he's certainly a top three, top five head coach in the league. You, you, he, you It's hard to, do, you mean you, you got Tomlin, you got Belichick, you've got Reed, you know, th- those are like the upper echelon of head coaches in the NFL. And then it's, you know, I'm not trying to say there's a drop off. I mean, McVay is fantastic. I think Mike Rabel's a fantastic head coach as well. Um, you know, Harbaugh is, you know, you got to probably put him in the mix there as well um, with Tomlin as just being one of the best head coaches in the NFL. But, um, you know, there's, there's very few. I'm not sure if there's anyone, you know, if I'm starting a franchise and I get to pick a head coach, you know, Mike Tomlin's probably my number one choice. And we'll see here because now he's got a matchup against Cincinnati, a team that he has historically owned in his career. And you've got them getting more than a field goal. And the three is such a critical number in NFL sports betting. And the fact... I just don't get this line. I I really just don't understand it. Like, why are people so bullish on Cincinnati? I think people are still just really down on the Steelers as a whole because of... Big Ben and look they covered the spread last week they probably shouldn't have against the Chargers they lost the game but we're looking at a team now that hasn't tasted victory in two weeks right and that's just not the case that's not a good feeling for a Mike Tomlin led team They tie two weeks ago against Detroit, then they lose last week but cover the spread against the Chargers. So two consecutive losses, now going up against a familiar opponent in familiar territory in which they've dominated, Pittsburgh, 16-4-2 against the spread in their last 22 meetings in Cincinnati, and 21-9-1 ATS versus the Bengals straight up. This is a matchup that Tomlin has owned, and Cincinnati's covered the last two spreads in the last two head-to-head matchups, but I don't give a damn about the recent memory here. Uh, I am 100% locked and loaded on the Pittsburgh Steelers plus four and I'll play them until you can get them at, you know, I'll play them at three and a half. Once it gets down to three, which I kind of expect it to, if it doesn't, I feel like I'm just confused. Um, You know, I'll I'll play them to get to the field goal and I'm not surprised. This is a game that they'll probably win. I mean, I, I think that they're, they're, they're primed to win this game and look, I'm a little bit more bullish on the Steelers than most people. But I, I just love the way that their team is coached. And, you know, let's be let's be real here. A lot of question marks on their defense. You know, Fitz and you've got uh, TJ Watt. You know, their status is kind of up in the air for this game. If they're playing, expect this line to move. Uh, but I, I just still think Cincinnati is susceptible to these letdown spots. Good road win for them last week. But I love the idea of getting more than a field goal with the Steelers here following that win for the Bengals. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on this one. Again, Pittsburgh 16-4-2 against the spread in their last 22 meetings in Cincinnati. And Pittsburgh is... 21 at nine and one ats versus the Bengals straight up this is a a spot that the steelers have quite literally owned historically mike tomlin is very familiar with this not a massive home field advantage in cincinnati um so i'm I'm definitely 100 looking at the pittsburgh steelers here i mean there's not much more meat on the bone for this one it's just i think that they're too close evenly matched teams like i said you got to respect joe burrow and jamar chase and if the the Injuries on defense, you know, affect Pittsburgh in this game. It's not going to be an easy win. It's not going to be an easy game for Pittsburgh here. But I'm going to play the history, and I'm playing the coach. I think that there is a significant head coaching advantage for the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cincinnati Bengals, even if Cincinnati's the healthier team, the younger team, across the board. I, I, I this is a grind them out win, cover type of spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Low scoring game, I can see as well. Totals at 45. Um, I could see this being a low scoring game uh, between these two division opponents. But like I said, you know, this is a, a pretty critical game. For the state of the uh, of the AFC North division, because you know both of these teams are you know kind of in the thick of it here, and you've got Baltimore going up against Cleveland this week, so all four of those teams playing against each other in one in one capacity or another, and you know the outcome of these games is going to very much you know. Ha- 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 have a role in how this thing all, all, is all going to shake out, and and looking here at the division standings right now, you've got Baltimore in the lead at seven and three, Bengals at six and four in second place, and then you've got the Steelers at five four and one, and the Browns at six and five. So I mean, realistically, all four of these teams have a chance to make a run and win the division, and this week is going to have some significant implications as to, you know, who's going to have a leg up here moving forward, and look, I mean, a head-to-head win here for the Steelers over the Bengals would do a lot for them. Again, Pittsburgh 5-4-1, Cincy 6-4, so the same amount of losses uh, that tied might come back to bite Pittsburgh in the ass a little bit later in the year, but if Pittsburgh wants to make the playoffs, if they're if they wanna have this run this last dance with Big Ben, this is a game they have to win on the road. And it's a spot that they've historically owned Cincinnati in. Again, I know the Bengals have covered the last two spreads in the last two head to head matchups against Pittsburgh, but historically, this is the spot to bet the Steelers to back Mike Tomlin and company, and I'm gonna do it this week, considering I can get more than a field goal at plus four right now on a Superbook. So that is gonna be a fantastic game and uh looking forward to that one too. So um yeah that's going to do it for the afc north portion of the show one more game that i want to go over before we get out of here and uh, that is going to be the rams and the packers but before we do that guys if you're looking for a new sports book to add to your mix look no further than our friends over at super book sports guys they are the trendsetters in the sports betting industry. They're the ones that always release the lines the quickest. They have the best lines, great offers, great odds. This is where the pros bet, and they're gonna match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks, guys. So if you give them 250 on your first deposit, they're gonna give you an extra 250 If you give them 500, they'll give you 500. There's a quick grand. You wanna start small, you can give them 100. And they'll give you another 100 So there, boom, $200 bankroll. You know, we are in the thick of the sports betting season right now, folks. Week 12 of the NFL season. We've got the hockey. We've got the basketball. And both college and professional in basketball, college football still rocking and rolling. You're going to want to have a bankroll to bet some games on. And I mean, look, we've already talked about, we've glossed, we went in depth on what, three games, but I glossed over a couple more. So that's five games right there. I'm not saying that you have to bet all of them, but if you're interested in betting them all, you know, it's hard to do that if you've only got 50, 70 bucks, right, in your betting account. So that's why you want to sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports, guys. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks you give them 500 they're going to give you 500 you give them 100 they'll give you 100 250 for 250 so on and so forth guys get in on this promotion we are in the thick of the sports betting season there is not a better time there's not more volume on this you know the, the, the 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 sheer amount of volume that we're seeing on the betting slate day in and day out is fantastic i mean Yesterday was Thanksgiving, and I mean, you could have bet three different NFL games. There was college basketball on. L in the Rapids, also played a Major League Soccer game, and Superbook Sports has great odds, great action on every single one of those events. So uh, sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports, and uh, away we go. All right, let's get after it. The final game that I'm going to dive into here on the Football Friday Show presented by Superbook Sports, that is the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. If you know me... You know that I like to back Mike Tomlin, and you know I don't like betting against Goats. So I don't typically bet against Tom Brady, and I don't typically bet against Aaron Rodgers. And I know some people feel some type of way about Aaron Rodgers, but... Look, I lost with them last week. I went. The only way the Vikings won that game last week is they had to make sure there was zero time on the clock for Aaron Rodgers to get the ball back. If there was anything more than five seconds on that clock, you best believe Aaron Rodgers was about to pull the rabbit out of the hat in that game. So, um, this is going to be a good one. Well, actually, no. This isn't the last game. This is just the last non-Broncos game that we're going to talk about. You know, you still got to talk about them, right? But um, so this is an interesting matchup because on the surface, I love Green Bay. I really do. Coming off the loss, underdog at home. But then you start to peel back to curtain a little bit and you realize why they're the underdog at home. And Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a bit of a toe injury. And Aaron Rodgers is the complete heart and soul of the Green Bay Packers. If Aaron Rodgers is not playing well, if Aaron Rodgers is hit, hobbled by an injury, uh, that team is going to fall apart. And the fact that there is some injury concerns with Rodgers on the foot, which is obviously going to potentially have an effect on his mobility, that certainly makes me balk here a little bit. And looking at this one, if Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy, you're probably going to see Green Bay closer to minus three here because, you know, the Rams have been a, a competitive team this year, but they've lost a couple of games here. They had the bye and, and we're going to have to see how they come out here for this one. But they, I can't stop thinking about the Aaron Rodgers situation because I, I just think that, that is going to be something that is going to really come back to hurt the Rams here. Uh, but historically speaking, and of course, you know, the Rams are a much different team this year with Matt Stafford. They had Von Miller. They had OBJ. Uh, but historically speaking, the last seven games against the Packers, the Rams have not covered once. A goose egg. 0-7 ATS in their last seven games against the Packers. And uh, the favorite as well in this matchup, though, is 10-1 and ATS in the last 11 meetings. The favorite in pretty much every single one of those matchups has been the Green Bay Packers, so uh, you know, kind of keep that in mind here as well. But now you've got the Rams as the short favorite here. This is pretty much a pick'em game, um, especially here on this Friday. Well, I'm sure there's going to be more injury information that comes out uh, as we get closer to kickoff. But if, like I said, if Green Bay's fully healthy and they've and they and they got what they got, and you got Bakhtiari back and whatnot, I mean, I'm I'm smashing Green Bay here. And honestly, when I was writing the Football Friday Primer on MyLifeSports.com. You know, that was my kind of first thought. And then doing a little bit more research, talking to some people. You know, I I find myself, I think, having to back the Rams here. And that's not the craziest thing for me to do. I mean, the Rams were my preseason NFL Super Bowl pick. Uh, I was very bullish on the Rams. And like I said, you know, there's been a a lack of parity in the league this season. So it's not surprising that, you know, one team hasn't looked really all that better than the best. I mean, there's been a couple moments in time this year where the Packers have looked like the best team in the league. There's been a few moments in time where the Rams have looked like the best team. Uh, But both of these teams kind of, not down in the dumps, but the Rams, two consecutive losses coming off the bye. And uh, the Packers now with a hobbled Aaron Rodgers coming off the loss last week to Minnesota, so uh, you know they're they're not on the highest of highs right now. So uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup. And you know if you listen to the Football Friday Show, I think it was two or three weeks ago when I was in Las Vegas, um, I had someone on from Superbook, and you know talking with him about you know, how do you value the additions of Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller? And he told me, you know, straight up, they're, they're just guys, you know, they're, they're guys that at one point were difference makers, but at this point in their career, you know, these odds makers are not viewing Von Miller and Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. as difference makers for the Rams. And through the first two games with these two guys, I mean, they've been proven correct. And, and, and you know, maybe in a game like this, though, where you've got a hobbled Green Bay team, maybe that's where it kind of shines here a little bit. And, you know, I'm going to have to lean towards the Rams in this game just due to the injury concerns with Green Bay. Rams coming off the buy, they should be fresh. And I know that the buy hasn't been this massive factor. Uh, in the NFL this season from a betting perspective as it has been in years past. But I I just think the Rams are loaded up for this game. And you're going to see Sean McVay get a little creative. He had the bye week. If there's anyone I trust coming off the bye more, it's probably Sean McVay just knowing how he can scheme and whatnot. And I just think Green Bay's got some serious issues. And that's not to say that they're not going to play hard in this game. But, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is truly a little hobbled by this injury, you know, I think you have to look at this as, you know, does Green Bay not take their foot off the gas, but, you know, think for the future, think for the rest of this season. You know, it's just one loss at the end of the day in a division that they're going to have a firm grasp on. And I'm not trying to say Green Bay is going to throw the game or they're going to lose the game. Green Bay is a live team to win the game even with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. But I'm looking at this If you know, if, what, what what if the Rams get up big early? You know, what what what, did it, what what is the drive of Green Bay to get back into this game, especially if Rodgers isn't playing well if he's hurt a little bit? So you, there, there's just more red flags, more question marks with Green Bay entering this game than there is the Rams. And I think, you know, even when both of these teams are healthy, I think it's a pretty close to even matchup. I understand that this game is a home game for Green Bay. The dog here, you're never really going to see that with Aaron Rodgers playing. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams here. And again, you know, this is a matchup that Green Bay has historically owned. Uh, Seven and or zero and seven against the spread. The Rams are in their last seven meetings against Green Bay. So uh, you know I'm going against that trend here. But I, I I just think there's too many question marks. Uh, right now with the Green Bay Packers ahead of this matchup with the Rams. So I don't like to bet against greatness. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers. I sunk with the ship last week, even though I had a bunch of people telling me to take Minnesota. Um, But I'm going to do it again here. and uh, Well, not do it again, but I'm going to do it this week. And, uh, you know, they were my Super Bowl pick, so it's not the craziest thing in the world. I mean, the Rams are a pretty talented team. So uh, I'm going to ride with the Los Angeles Rammies, minus the one against the Green Bay Packers this week. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that shakes out. But that's kind of my... General synopsis of the major games on the Week 12 slate. Uh, we can now transition over to the Denver Broncos matchup. They've got a home game against the Los Angeles Chargers. So uh, that should be an interesting one uh, for the Broncos, who are also coming off the bye. So uh, we'll see if that has any positive impact for them here. What's so tough with the Broncos, though, is their direction. Like, it's so clear that this is a franchise that is playing for another day. Like, I mean, the, the extensions for... Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick fantastic great players that have had some nice impact for the team this year but that is solidifying like hey like these are guys that we want around for the long haul trading Von Miller you know the 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 lack of I'm not trying to say a lack of confidence in Fangio but I think we all know the writing is on the wall and the one thing that head honcho George Payton has done that he's held true to is he's given everyone a chance in year one, right? He hasn't put any pressure on anyone. He's done things that are, you know, he think, you know, he let Vaughn play out the first 10 or so games or whatever it was and thought the team would be better off without him. Uh, Payton is doing his best to get a gauge on where this team is at so he can build it right for the future. And that's why it makes betting on the Broncos in the present day so hard because it's like you've got guys playing for contracts. You've got Fangio coaching for his job. Uh, you know, the guys are going to play hard, but I, I do think that the long-term outlook for this team is one that is building for next year or another day. Uh, and they're still really only a quarterback away, if we're being honest here. But then you look at the Chargers, right? This is a team that, you know, has been a little underwhelming this year. They finally snapped their losing streak with that win last week at home against uh, Pittsburgh. And I just think that, you know, while both of these teams would probably, I mean, the Broncos aren't making any noise. The Chargers aren't probably going to make any noise down the stretch this season either the Chargers still have a little bit something to play for, right? And and the book is out on Justin Herbert. He's had to adjust his game here a little bit this season. But, you know, I I sit here and I'm like, this is a Chargers team that has fallen short of expectations this season, which is nothing surprising with that franchise. But they're certainly playing for a little bit more uh, than the Broncos are right now. And I think that they have the potential to put together uh, a good performance here, which is why you've got them laying two and a half points on the road in Denver. And the Broncos have been, you know, just one hell of a team to try to get a read on this season like I said I, I mean Teddy Bridgewater uh, previously had been every, every sports bettor's dream to bet on it, specifically as an underdog so if you want to go back to the well with Teddy covers I think he's covering at like a 68% clip Uh, for his career as an underdog just playing that criteria alone uh, you know be my guest but it's just one of those things where it's hard to have confidence in the Broncos one way or the other because we've seen two teams this year they've been kind of bipolar you know they go on these win streaks and they go on these losing streaks and they rip off a couple and uh, away we go but looking at the Broncos schedule you know three really good wins to start the year but you know now they're going to take on a Chargers team I believe for the first time this season and yeah the first time this season you know they're going to play them again in week 17 and these division matchups can always be a little tough, right? They lost to the Raiders this year. The Broncos did at home 34-24. to How much better are the Raiders than the Chargers? That's the lone division game the Broncos have played this season. Um, And I I, I just like the Chargers a little bit more than I like the Broncos here, at least from a stability perspective. I think, you know, the Chargers were in their rut. I think that, you know, I I like them to try to establish some momentum. And it's really just a very winnable game for the Chargers. And I would not be surprised to see this line balloon up to three and a half, if not more. So if you want to back the Chargers, which I'm sure not a lot of people want to do uh, living in Colorado, um, you know, probably better to do it earlier in the week as opposed to later in the week. But uh, let's take a look here at the Chargers schedule um, and, and kind of just go over you know what's been going on with them here and they get that win last week against pittsburgh uh, but before that you know it it had been you know tough going for them and you know they're a team with a lot of upside like i said but just really not playing to the level of their, you know, capability here. So they beat the Steelers, then they lost to the Vikings before losing to the Eagles, losses to the Patriots and Ravens in back-to-back weeks. You know, so this is a team that had lost, what, three? They've lost uh, three of their last five games with the wins being against the Steelers and the Eagles. So they've been playing a little bit better here. Yeah. And I, I just think that they're the better team in this matchup. And like I said, from a consistency consistency perspective, I think we all can, can kind of agree with that as well. Um, you know they've got a rookie head coach who still kind of try to prove himself no better way to do that than against the division opponent Um, and and we'll have to see how this goes but um, the Chargers are only one three and one ATS in their last five meetings in Denver um, and the underdog five two and one ATS in their last eight meetings again completely different teams from a couple of years ago Um, I think that you know the Chargers are in a better position this season and last season than they were you know three or four years ago so you know kind of take those trends with a grain of salt but you know this is a matchup where the Broncos you know have done a pretty good job of defending the home field against this team so Um, we'll have to see how it shakes out, but my lean for this one is going to be the Los Angeles chargers. It's just, you know, I, I like Teddy covers. I like the Broncos. And honestly, I'm probably sprinkling on this game just because it's the local team. I'm not going to go crazy with it. Um, but my lean is the chargers and I do expect some money to come in. Um, on them as well as we get closer to this game so uh, we'll have to see how it all shakes out but a good week 12 action coming up guys and if you're looking for a sports book to bet with look no further than our friends over at superbook sports guys they're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks so do that get your bankroll inflated and let's go ahead and make some money we went over a handful of games here on the pod and uh, i'm looking forward to making some dough this weekend so uh, hopefully you will as well and uh, do it with our friends over at Superbook where they're going to match your first deposit up to 500 bucks, guys. But uh, that's going to do it for me. If you want to follow me on social media, you can do so at media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, you can read the full betting primer on MileHighSports.com, which will be live by the time you're listening to this podcast. I've got full thoughts and analysis on every single game that is yet to be played on the Week 12 slate. All right. Enjoy the weekend, folks. Happy betting. We'll be back at it again next week with the Football Friday Show. And uh, away we go. Superbook Sports get that deposit bonus though. Let's make some money this weekend and uh, happy betting folks. Week 12. Talk to you next week. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.